everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you enjoy this review. If you do, I do encourage you to go check out over 4,000 of my other reviews in written form at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R. Don't forget, I also have a side podcast for films of the 1980s. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies, and you can find that any place where you're listening to this right now. Just do a search for that. Today, I'm going to be looking at the latest film from Pixar Disney. It is called Coco. It's an animated fantasy adventure, and it is PG-rated for thematic elements. It runs an hour and 49 minutes. The cast of vocal talent includes Anthony Gonzalez, Gail Garcia Bernal, Benjamin Bratt, Alana Ubach, and Renee Victor. A lot of smaller roles going to certain celebrities. Gabriel Iglesias, Edward James Olmos, Cheech Marin. Of course, John Ratzenberger appears in a very tiny vocal cameo, as he does in every Pixar film, really. The credited directors are Lee Unkrich and Adrian Molina. Molina also co-wrote the screenplay with Matthew Aldrich. As far as how Coco is, I would say Pixar does bounce back into form with this film. Another heartwarming tale of adventure. It incorporates the fostering of family as the most important thing one can have in life, as well as delving into the upholding of traditions in one's culture. That's something that is worth honoring and protecting. As with The Book of Life, which came out a couple of years ago, this is an animated feature that looks at the folklore behind Dia de los Muertos, which is Mexico's annual Day of the Dead celebration, in which families commemorate their lost loved ones. They keep them alive by remembering them and celebrating that memory for that special day. Although the film is called Coco, the main character is actually Miguel. He's a 12-year-old Mexican boy who has big dreams of one day becoming famous as a musician, and much like the romantic legendary guitar-playing movie star Ernesto de la Cruz. If only his family, shoemakers by trade, had not outright banned all music to ever be mentioned, much less played due to Miguel's great-great-grandfather, who was a musician who walked out on the family, including his young, although she's now old, very old, daughter Coco in order to pursue his musical career. Miguel tries to sneak in a practice session only to be caught and find his prize guitar smashed to bits, but he's still willing to continue his passion. He then sneaks into the mausoleum of none other than his favorite idol, Ernesto de la Cruz, and snags his famous guitar from there, only to find that playing the instrument immediately channels him into the land of the dead where he meets his deceased ancestors that his family always honors for the day of the dead including mama imelda who had the man of mystery actually walk out on her miguel's gonna need a family member's blessing before sunrise in order to return to the realm of the living but to do that he has to see if he can patch things up between imelda and his mysterious long-lost great-great-grandfather who just might be somebody he's admired all along Now, as with other Pixar films, Coco is quite mesmerizing to look at. There's particular detail to 3D backdrops. The surroundings are all meticulously detailed. It is truly immersive. This is a tapestry of environments, if you will, especially when the action takes place while Miguel's traversing through the metropolis known as the Land of the Dead. Also of note in the visuals department is the design of the skeletal characters known as Calacas, They're mostly comprised of skull heads and bones, but they're all conceptually distinct enough in their appearance to tell them apart, and the film offers an array of expressive personalities to further give these kalakas each a uniqueness, despite their homogeneity in their core design. Perhaps if there's a weakness to Coco, it's going to lie in a 
fairly predictable storyline. It becomes clear from early in the Land of the Dead sequence where things are going to go for the rest of the plot. If you know how these stories always go, you're going to know where things are going to lead in this one as well. However, as I always say when it comes to knowing your destination, there can still be enjoyment in the journey. And Coco's journey has more than enough quality moments, especially ones that draw upon emotional content, such that it becomes very easy to overlook the fact that the film's plot follows a familiar path. And a dark one. It does include death, there's betrayal, there's fiendish acts. So the film really doesn't sugarcoat the whole thing. There's really very dark subject matter underneath it all. And many a tear is going to be shed among film goers as Coco reaches its very touching conclusion. And that means that despite familiarity... We enjoy this particular family, and we are invested in their plight, and that's thanks to the quality of these characterizations and some very good storytelling. This has a very solid voice cast, and I especially respect it because they emphasize actors that are going to bring forward good vocal work over star power. There are recognizable actors in a few roles, Benjamin Bratt, Gail Garcia Bernal, but you wouldn't really say that those actors are cast here because they are going to bring in big box office This is not a film that's really incorporating big-name actors in order to sell the film commercially. There is a vibrant color scheme here. The outstanding visuals, as I mentioned. There are some tunes here. They're terrific. They're toe-tapping, and you'll enjoy them as well. And there is that very imaginative concept at its core. This is likely going to go down as a favorite Pixar film for many who follow the animation company's output religiously. Even if you're not somebody who follows on brand, if you're not somebody who watches every Pixar just because it's Pixar, this is still a beautiful film on many levels. And I will give this an easy recommendation for young, for old, everyone in between. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, I don't care. Coco is definitely one I would recommend very highly. Despite the fact that there is that familiar storytelling, I'm going to give the film four stars. I think this is a film I would recommend to anyone. I don't care who you are. I think this is definitely well worth seeing in the theaters. We, Me and my wife and my daughter Lily went to the movie theaters. We watched it in 3D. It's hard to see through those 3D glasses when tears are shed. And I will admit, I am a very hard sell when it comes to films. I almost never cry, no matter how tear-jerky the film is. And it made me shed a tear. It works. And I think it works really well. So... Four stars goes to Coco. I really think that this is one of the finer films from Pixar in recent years. This and Inside Out shows they still have the magic. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review of Coco. If you do go see the film and you want to tell me what you think, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, you can let me know. You can find my contact information on my website. That's at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. For more of my podcasting work, as I mentioned, around the world in 80s movies, and you can also find me as the co-host of the In Session Film Podcast Extra Film Segments. Go to InSessionFilm.com for more details on that. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things as far as getting some reviews on this show, at least while I can. It's going to be a very busy time for me in the very near future. So I'm going to try to get back into a regular schedule. But until then, it's going to be a little bit sporadic. But uh, we'll settle in. I promise you that. And we'll keep going on the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Until then, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoy your time. Anytime you get to go to the movies, and if you go see Coco, I'm going to bet you probably will. 